With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting live around the world. This is The Ryan Lindsay Show. Phone lines are open to speak with Ryan or any of his guests at 319-527-6702 or email Ryan. The email address is ryan at ryanlindsayshow.com. Now, here's Ryan Lindsay. Once again, from the fabulous Northwoods of Wisconsin, the great state of Wisconsin, that is, I am Ryan Lindsay, so glad to have you with me tonight, and my co-host, Tamara Gleason. We are going to talk to Nancy Showalter today. She is a certified Law of Attraction life coach and spiritual mentor. We are going to talk about the Law of Attraction and her book, It's Okay to Be Rich. So uh, have your calls and questions ready, 319-527-6702. Uh, once again, as always, glad to welcome Tamara Gleason to the show, my co-host. Tamara, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Good, good, good. good. Beautiful day here in Wisconsin. Got my taxes done. I, I put them off till three days before they're due, so that's always <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> procrastination. We should get a guest on about procrastination, shouldn't we? we? Well, it wasn't so much procrastination as I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> this, is, this is not my favorite thing so this tonight's yeah. topic is so wonderful um i love it uh not to be afraid to get rich i think we could all i have i bet we have a lot of very very eager ears i hope we're gonna all take notes <laughs> yeah take notes good idea good idea and listen to this many times this podcast yeah uh yeah along those lines i want to uh i want to remind you that uh uh, remind folks listening that uh, the website is ryanlindsayshow.com, and you can get information on guests past, present, and future there, and sign up for the newsletter, and uh, get information about uh, guests coming up. I update the uh, newsletter each week uh, with new guest information. So, uh, And, of course, if you have guest ideas, we're always looking for good guests. Uh, email me, ryan at ryanlindsayshow.com is the email address. So real quick, Tamara, um, being an empath and a mystic as you are, I asked you this at the beginning of the last uh, several episodes, and I'm going to do it again, um, an, an energy vibe. What uh, what are you getting? You Now we're going into Mercury and retrograde here pretty soon. Are you getting a vibe on that? I'm getting a vibe that we have to stay in alignment. <laughs> we have to stay Anytime any of these, these are just tools to see how in alignment we are. And as our guests will probably tell us that it's all about our vibration. So it's what we put out into the universe. And nobody can trigger us unless it's an unhealed or, un, you know, learned lesson within of, of what we're attracting. So I think we all wonder how we attracted this year of 2020. And it is a great year of expansion. 
Um, mm-hmm. I know we're letting go of a lot of our old stuff and old baggage um, to all step into our prosperity and our good health and our good wealth. We've had a lot of time to look at ourselves. We're going to get a little bit more with this Mercury retrograde mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's move on to our guest here, Nancy Showalter. She is a certified Law of Attraction life coach and spiritual mentor. She is the author of It's Okay to Be Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Increase Wealth and Personal Mastery, and also two mini books, Quantum Living, Keys for Transformational Change, and Ascent Back to God, Wisdom Teachings for the Journey. She is the host of Spiritually for, uh, Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast and previously co-hosted the Worldwide Prophets for the New Age radio show. Uh, she currently speaks, conducts seminars, and does client coaching and mentoring. Nancy has a Bachelor of Arts degree from Western Illinois University in Liberal Arts with a concentration in Peace and Conflict Resolution. Very glad to welcome Nancy Showalter to the Ryan Lindsay Show. Nancy, how are you? I'm just great. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. My pleasure. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, we talked earlier about connecting. Did you get connected okay? I see that you're obviously, uh, we, we have a good signal here. So was that good? Uh, yeah, that... no, I'm connected. Is the volume okay for you? <laughs> volume is yeah. fine. We can hear you well. We're going to have a good conversation today. Great. So Looking forward. let's. Let's start right at the beginning there. Uh, Law of attraction. What does that mean? What is law of attraction? Well, there's a lot of definitions that float around about the law of attraction. And you were touching on, you know, some of it right when you're, you're opening comments here. Basically, everything is energy. And science says everything is energy. It's just a matter of, you know, the vibrational frequency, the wave frequency, whatever. And energy can't be destroyed nor created. It just changes forms. So when we realize that we are energy and our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, all these things are energy that we're putting out to the universe, and that is what we're attracting to us. And, it, you know, there's spiritual component to that. You know, what you sow, you reap. And there's also the scientific component, you know, that what, you know, for every action and reaction, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So we have, we tend to know this law of attraction. It's, it's, a, it's a nice word in this cycle and day and age, but bottom line, we know this intrinsically. It's kind of like, you know, what goes around comes around, you know, this kind of thing. You don't plant mm-hmm. corn seeds and get oats, you know, and so it's, it's definitely something I think that we intuitively know, but maybe just don't define and separate out as a concept. But the law of attraction is exactly that, that everything is vibration and energy and what vibration frequency we are putting out to the universe. That is what we attract to ourselves. Now, is that Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, from my perspective, being into the spiritual world also, I understand that that cycle of what you put out and what comes back is not always instant. It's not always in the same lifespan. It, it could span over a number of lifetimes, you know, depending on how it works. So there's, it, it isn't always a simple, simple thing like, okay, you get in your car, 
driving drunk and then you have an accident and get killed. Okay, that's sort of instant karma, right? <laughs> that, that, that comes back to you pretty instantly. But mm-hmm. it's not always that instant. And if you take a life, you know, you might have to come back at some point and give life to that same person. So, there, so there's, there's broader cycles than just, um, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to think this and it's just going to happen. Well, we have to understand that the law of attraction is more than just wanting something. In fact, that's kind of the opposite of what it is. The law of attraction means when you have a goal or you want to create something, we are creators. We're constantly creating with our thoughts, feelings, and we either create by default or we can deliberately create. So when we want to, say, have a goal, say you want to go on a trip, plan a vacation, say you want to buy a new car, say you want to get a new job, whatever your goal may be, earn a certain amount of money. It is imperative that we step into that vibration and not just think about it and affirm it, which you have to do all those things, but you literally have to step into it to attract it to you. You have to be that vibration. It's kind of like telling someone you want to be happy. Oh yeah, but I'm miserable. Well, in reality, you have the power of decision, the power of choice. You can be Mm -hmm. happy. And there's ways, there's techniques, there's different things, you know, that we can use to help ourselves get there. But you could actually get there by just simply deciding, I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to worry about this anymore because it's not going to solve the thing. And you raise your vibration and then you are in that space. And, you know, we hear about uh, athletes who before every game or every whatever they they're in tournament, whatever, they literally go through it in their mind. They feel every movement of the muscle if they're running or whatever they're doing. They see the result. They, they live it by, by vibration and feeling. And that's very, very important when we want to precipitate something, when we want to manifest something. Sure. So if, I think of a, I think of a guest that I've been talking to uh, in scheduling for a couple of days here, and we've been going back and forth, and I, I asked him a little bit, tell me your story. And he is a cancer survivor. And he, he basically said what you said. At one point, he, he, was, he was miserable, of course, after the, the diagnosis. And at, at some point, he just decided he was going to beat it. And he did. Of course, that's not true for everybody, but, but, uh, but he had that power of positive thinking and he got through it. He became now a motivational speaker, in fact, and he changed his whole way of thinking to beat cancer. Well, and the power of decision, I mean, I've, I, one of my many books, I write about that. Well, all my books, pretty much, I write about that <laughs> because it, it is so powerful. Because decision is not, well, I'm just setting a goal, and yes, I'm going to work toward it, do this and that. No, the power of decision is like, it is so. That's it. It's a stake in the ground. You've determined, it is, I, this, I've decided, this is the way it is. So you are stepping into that vibration. So just like with him, he's saying, this is it. I'm going to beat it. So he's already beat it in his mind. Now it's just a matter of bringing it down into the physical. So 
it's very important, the power of decision. I learned this at one point when I was quite young, in my early 20s, and I was talking to a mentor at the time. And you know how when you're growing up, your, your parents, you're trying to find your identity separate from your parents. And you say, well, you know, when I grow up, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to say that, whatever. And then as you start <laughs> to grow up, you discover, oh, wait a minute. I just sound just like my mother or my father or whatever, you know. I mean, I had great parents, so I'm not that. But in this little mentor meeting, I was going on about how I didn't want to be like my mother. And she was a little dominating. You know, I, I don't even remember the details. I just remember this lesson. I don't want to be like my mother. I was going on and on and on. And, you know, he's just sitting there patiently. And when I finally stop, you know, he just holds out his arm with his palm down. He says, you don't want to be like your mother? And I'm going, no. He's like, haven't you been listening? You know, and then he turns his palm up and he says, then don't be like your mother. And that, that simple little demonstration just hit me like it, it just woke me up. It was like, who's stopping me from being, you know, the way I want to be? Nobody. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and so I started to learn I need to focus on what I want to be, not what I don't want to be. And it, that mm-hmm. is the beginning of creating what you want in your life, who you want to be, how you want to manifest yourself. So the power of decision is like, okay, I'm going to do such and such. This is, well, actually, it's it. And, and, and it's, it's a stake in the ground. And then the universe all coalesces to come and around to make that happen for you if you stay in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Is this why uh, daily affirmations can be so important and helpful? Absolutely. And daily affirmations, I have a concept about affirmations also. They're not just words. If they're just words to you, then, yeah, they have some power. Because whatever we say, whatever we think, you know, again, it's vibration. But to understand who you are and the power within you, and that goes into the very words that are the most, some of the most powerful for affirmations is I am. And I am is a state of being. It has no, nothing around it. It is I am. And it's this part of us, that, you know, like in the beginning was a word, the word was with God. I am. When the source spoke, I am an individualized portion of himself, herself, came into manifestation. That's us. At that level, that spiritual level, I am, you are a presence, and you are made in the image and likeness of that divine. You are at the very highest spiritual vibration, a cosmic being. Then we, our soul descends down into earth here for the earthly experience. So those words, literally, when you use the words, no matter how you use them, whatever you follow I am with, you are creating in your world. So it's very important what you say. So when you do affirmations, understanding that this 
part of you, that higher part of you, the part you can't see, it's kind of like water, you know, H2O, in its common form, it's water. You raise with heat, it becomes steam. You put cold, it becomes ice. It's still H2O. So here we are in the physical realm, and we have that higher vibrational frequency of that part of us that is still in spirit and we're connected to, and we invoke the I am presence within to create conditions in our life. So that's why even the words become powerful and important. Sure. Talking with Nancy Showalter, Certified Law of Attraction Life Coach and Spiritual Mentor. And if you'd like to speak with her, then by all means, give us a call. 319-527-6702 is the number. Again, 319-527-6702. We are going to go to the phones here with a question from uh, area code 917. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show. Who's this and where in the world are you? Hello, area code 917. Go ahead. Okay, I guess we don't... We don't have that one on the line. <laughs> Let's go to uh, area code 201. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show with Nancy Showalter. What's your question? Hi, my name is Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. Where and are you calling from? I'm, call- I'm calling from New Jersey. Okay. And I'm, You have a question for Nancy? And, um, I missed the beginning uh, part of the show, but I, I'm just now really beginning to really understand that what you say becomes it, it becomes into reality because I, I constantly found myself having to explain how I was feeling and I wasn't feeling too well. And it just seemed like it has, it was just getting worse. Hmm. And then it's just like a, a, a light bulb went off that I'm actually speaking it into existence. If I said I'm tired or I'm, I'm frustrated or I'm overwhelmed, it was just making it worse. I had no idea that I was actually attracting it and manifesting it. Exactly. That's exactly... So anything, I'm growing. I am growing into a newer me. And it's, it has been challenging. I'd rather use challenging than difficult. Well, you know, I, I would have one little tool that you could possibly use. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. definitely on the road to understanding and you had it manifest right in your life. You could see the more you talked about the negative or the misery or whatever, suffering, the Mm -hmm. more it would come to you. You stay in that vibration. And that's what we're talking about, stepping out of that vibration to a higher frequency. Now, gratitude is literally one of the most powerful tools to raise your vibration. And sometimes, you know, things are pretty tough and, you know, it's hard to find something. Mm-hmm. I have people tell me, oh, gee, you know, I don't have, there's nothing in my life to be grat- grateful about. I say, look, you're alive. Look, the sun comes up. You walk outside. You go look at a tree. You talk to a tree. You be grateful for that tree. You could be grateful for your computer. Send gratitude because it, it serves you. And you can be grateful for just anything. Just look at different things in your home. Look, you know, and then, then extend it to people where you just, you're expressing gratitude and sending love and gratitude 
to various parts of life. And it's amazing how that starts to change your vibration. And that, that helps. Yeah. And, 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 and even just hearing it, you know, that, that it is gratitude, no matter what it looks like or what it feels like. There's always some there's always someone who has it a lot worse than you do or I do or someone else does. It's just when we stand in our own issues, it's hard sometimes, you know, to to see beyond that. But that's when yes. we start you self talk. Exactly. And you but you can change your self talk. That's what's so cool. When you have some kind of self-talk coming in, you know, the critical voice that we all have, you know, that will come in and mm-hmm. say such and such. You can just say, thanks for your input, but I'm done now. You can leave. You don't have to accept every thought that comes to you, every feeling. Feelings are energy again, energy and motion, emotion. They're meant to flow through you. Yes, we have you know, we have tragedies in our life, we have challenges, we have all kinds of things. We're, we're not meant to suppress emotion. Emotions are energy and motion, but we process them. It's like, you know, if someone in your life and close to you passes on, yes, you go through a grieving process. But it doesn't, we don't have to get stuck in that grieving process so that we're never moving on with our life for the rest of our life. You can process that and move on, whatever the situation is. And I'm, I mean, I, I, we all have tragedies of some, some level in our life. I know my brother, when he was 39 years old, he was murdered brutally by his ex-business partner. And, yeah, you have to process that. There's no question about it. You don't deny your emotions, but you don't have to go, you know, um, magnify them so, so how do you balance them if they're extreme emotions? Because again, I I I would like to believe that I am an optimistic person, even when things doesn't seem optimistic. But due to overthinking or having to constantly think and deal with problem solving, there's a time where I just want to shut down and meditate, and then you know I'll have other people, you know, maybe a family member that they, they want me to do this or they want me to think that. They, and my, my mind and my body and my system is like, no, I, I need a break. Well, sometimes you, just, you have to do that. You have to nurture yourself, and that's important. Right, exactly. But there's another uh, – no, go ahead. You know, their negative, their negative thinking or their – when I mean negative, I mean like they, they may not see it the same way I'm seeing it. And that, well, that that negativity, it'll tend to pull it'll pull me back. Only if you let it. Think about this: you can't control anyone else, or what they think, what they feel, how they treat you. The only one you can change is yourself. And so, as you heal any you know past traumas, whatever we all have them in our childhood, previous lives, whatever. Absolutely. As, right. And you can, you, the adult, can talk to your, what you'd call your inner child, which is like your soul, mm-hmm. really, the vulnerable part of you. And that part of you that feels bombarded when everybody around you is, you know, going on and challenging you or criticizing you, whatever, 
you have to take that step back and speak to yourself and say, you know, I mean, I had to, I learned this accidentally when I was quite young. I was crying, which I was not a crier. And I just, I said, you know what, Nancy, it's okay. I love you. Doesn't matter what he or she said or did. I love you. I have your back. I'm going to handle this situation. And so you understand that there's a part of you that's vulnerable, a part of you that's mature and can handle any situation. So you have to like parent your own inner child is what it amounts to. And, and, it, and I did not meet my inner child until after everything hit ahead and, and it started to go crazy. That's when I really finally realized what the inner, who the inner child was. And right, and, and for my mother. That's what I honestly am. I'm, I'm still getting to know my inner child, and it's been a nine-year journey. It's a lifetime journey. <laughs> it's a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Just re- remember, you're you're really one integrated being, but because mm-hmm. of pa- past traumas, whatever, and when something in the present triggers something vibrationally mm-hmm. that reminds us of what mm-hmm. happened. We're not thinking about it, but it's a vibrational response. That inner child is triggered, and those emotions come up, and, the, and that situation is kind of like relived, so to speak, although not really in your mind necessarily. It might or might not be intellectually. But that's at that point where you rein in and you comfort that part of you, that vulnerable part of you that may have been hurt at another time, where you nurture and you love, and just like you would a child a physical child when they're hurting. And sometimes your inner child has to be disciplined. You know, sometimes your inner child wants to throw a fit and you say, okay, hold on. I understand. Yes, you're right. We do need to rest. We do need to take care of ourselves. And here's, here's the deal we're going to make. I have to finish this project. And on such and such time, we're going to do such and such, you know, we're going to, don't worry. I'll take care of you. I love you. I have your back. You have to, do that until it becomes very natural and there's integrity in your being. So you're, you're not two people. You're not a child and adult. You know, you're a whole person. But because of the, the things that we have experienced, we're not always in integrity with ourselves. meaning that vulnerable part, the adult part, the spiritual higher self part. We want perfect alignment with all of it. And it is a lifetime journey. But you're on it. Okay. You're, on, you're on that journey, and it's awesome. You you have such awareness, and it, and it has it has been challenging. But well, I also yes. work. With, I work with I work with um, kids, mm-hmm. and I'm working with them remotely now. And this may sound selfish, but it's a part of me because I'm very empathic. But there's a part of me that I I I don't appreciate. I don't even appreciate when they try to use me or abuse me. Like take my kindness for weakness. Like I'm getting to a point where sometimes I wrestle with myself. Like this is something that I don't want to accept because dealing with my own trauma, 
there it is. I'm trying to help them avoid trauma, but then it'll, it, it's like they will they will throw me under the bus if I'm not careful. And and I have to be very cautious of what I do and how I do it because there's always that possibility. It's like you're trying to help somebody to save themselves, but they're trying to hurt you at the same time. And lately I've been finding myself becoming very resentful and, and angry on the inside about that. And I'm, I'm wrestling with that, and I'm trying to get to a, a place where that doesn't even bother me because I know that they're, they're, just, they're just desperate kids right now. Right. You know, but at this moment, I struggle with it. I, I can't I can't put it any other way. Like, I just don't like it. I don't like anybody to use me and take advantage of me because I've been there. I've been there with so many people. It's unbelievable, you know. The, the, well, can, the way I can see I, it, the only people who are supposed to at least get that close to me and be able to get away with something like that would have been my parents. And I won't say that my parents were abusive. I could say that there were times when they were indifferent, but they were good parents, and, you know, I want to live up to their legacy. Well, I would really recommend that you do spend time in meditation and drop your attention into your heart, into a heart space, and this is a vibration where I am is. And, and even if you just meditate on the words, I am, and drop into that space. You can visualize a drop of water moving from your head into a pool of water in your heart. And get familiar with that vibration. Understand and tap into exactly who you are at a higher level. I call it stepping into a larger dimension of yourself. And you're literally invoking. You can ask questions. You can allow answers. But we're talking about a relaxed space. We're talking about letting go of all the external and getting an answer within, kingdom of God's within you. So you go within and you can tap into that for direction, for guidance, for comfort, for healing. You can pray, you can meditate, you can ask questions. Um, You can ask about these situations with these children. Just remember, you have the power over yourself. No one can make you unhappy. No one can make you angry unless you respond that way. You have, to, you have to contribute to that interaction. You can stay in whatever vibration you want, and when someone's taking advantage of you, or I, I don't know what ways those are happening, but you, know, you then once again, that's when you tell the inner child, it's okay, I'm in charge here, I'm the adult, I'm going to handle this. And then you handle it from a higher perspective, not just from that reaction. Like you said, you know, I want to get angry about it. Well, you have to talk to your inner child about getting angry. There's no reason to get angry because you have, you're going to handle it. The adult is going to handle it, the adult part of you. So it, it's, it takes a while to get into that momentum, but to understand it, but you, you just, you practice and you talk to your inner child when, even when you're in meditation, you can ask your inner child because sometimes the inner child feels very neglected and is angry at you 
<laughs> and so you need to um, you need to get yourself into complete alignment. We all do. I'm not just saying you, but I'm just saying that's what we need to do to be able to handle the ups and downs and waves and challenges. I mean, life is challenging in many, many ways because we, especially if you're on a spiritual path, because you are overcoming, you are mastering. That's personal mastery of time and space and energy. That's what it's all about. Hope sure. that helps. So, J- Jacqueline. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call. You know, and talking with Nancy Showalter here, certified law of attraction, life coach, and spiritual mentor. And uh, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, then please give us a call. It's uh, 319-527-6702. And Nancy, while you, while you were talking with Jacqueline there, I thought of a, a couple instances when, uh, uh, from my career as a police officer for 15 years. Uh, early on, it was all, I want to help people. I want to do what's right. I'm going to do good. Today is the day I help people. Mm-hmm. And after about, after about 15 years, <laughs> you really get to the point. <laughs> I mean, this is extreme beginning to extreme end here. But you really get to the point where you get a call. All of a sudden, dispatch gives you a call. And I'm like, I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be important. <laughs> you know, and, and it was all... <laughs> It was all that, you know, and I'd go in in a, in a grumpy mood. I'd go into the call in a grumpy mood, and, and the people would, would feel, you know, I could tell they could feel that something's wrong. I felt a little off, and, and it was just all my attitude going in. Even though the words I used were, were fine, it was all mm-hmm. my my thinking, when even before I got there, that uh, that kind of put this on the, uh, on a downscope. Mm-hmm. And they can feel that vibration. People are sensitive. They don't necessarily say, oh, I feel this or that. They don't, you know, always verbalize that way. But they can feel that. And uh, it it has everything to do with our interactions, with our relationships. You know, you can say I love you when you're actually feeling like you hate the person. (laughs) And and there's no congruence there. Or, you know, and it's, it's, it's more powerful to feel love and say I love you than just feel it or think it, you know? It's an expression. So, I mean, it has to do with, once again, the vibration you're describing, that mm-hmm. what you're thinking, what you're putting out, we're always putting out energy because we can't help it. That's who we are. We're vibrational beings. So we want to be a little more strategic and a little more definitive about what vibration we put out. Now, does that mean you're always perfect and happy? And No, it does not mean that <laughs> because that isn't how life is. <laughs> but um, it does mean, though, that we can gain a certain level of mastery of understanding our own vibration, understanding our own patterns, take, you know, helping ourselves by stepping back and trying to look at. And that's a little bit about what my book is about, um, it does have a whole section at the beginning of where you're starting to really look at what what was in your background, you know, what was your childhood, what did parents teach you about money or an abundance or having a good life or what did your teachers or your environment, you know, what, where are you with all these things uh, from our background, you know, as children? Because when we're children, we absorb everything. We don't necessarily 
understand every little word, but we absorb. We absorb the vibration of our parents, of society, what's happening in the world, our schools, church, religion, whatever, uh, government. We, we absorb those things. And sometimes we have patterns that we aren't even aware of. So we want to, you know, we can take a look at that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Showalter is the author of It's Okay to Be Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Increase Wealth and Personal Mastery. So, Nancy, what exactly do you mean by being rich then? Well, that, that's what I was going to uh, wanted to begin with, actually. It's more than just financial freedom. We're talking about rich relationships. We're talking about abundant health. We're talking about living your passion. Now, that could be it may, it may be, <clears throat> excuse me, raising a family. It may be, it could be any, like being a policeman. It could be whatever, but living your passion. And once we get into alignment in all of these areas of our life, we can have a rich life, a wealth, wealthy life. And to me, that is what it means to be rich. So it does include our spiritual side, and it includes all of these um, areas in our life, not just money. Sure. So that's what I mean by it. (laughs) Okay. Tamara, do you have a question at this point? Well, I was just thinking money can't buy me love, right? Um, It is (laughs) all. She's spot on with everything. Um, I'm just, as we all do, we process our own, you know, times of abundance and times of lack. Um, What would you say, Nancy, about just childhood programming? And we think we get over it and little hurdles at a time. What is your best advice to really, you know, attract the life you want, abundant in all ways? Well, I have kind of a, a, a three, three little keys to shifting your mindset. Now, this is shifting the mindset to one of abundance. And the first one, which I'll go into them, is begin by shifting your thinking. You are already rich. And I'll explain that. And then the second one is examine your personal BS. And what I mean by that is your belief system. And that is a little bit what we're talking about right now, some beliefs that you've taken on. The third one is then be willing to move out of your comfort zone. Uh, Einstein said, you know, do what you've always done, expect different results is the definition of insanity. So you have to be able to, to be able to make decisions, move out of your comfort zone. But anyway, begin by shifting your thinking. You're already rich. And I, I cover this in the book. Uh, we, we live in Ecuador in South America most of the year. And I've traveled around to a lot of different countries. And in my book, I list some statistics, for instance, globally. There's a number of them, but I'll give you an example. 1.2 billion people, which is 22%, live on less than $1.25 per day. So Mm. bottom line, with all the statistics together, and these were quoted from 2011, means that someone working for minimum wage at McDonald's in the U.S. earns more than 84% of the world population, 84%. Now, we have bills, we have hard times. There may be we, you know, can't make the rent, some, whatever. We have all kinds of things we have to deal with. But chances are, if someone's listening to this podcast, they probably aren't living in a house with a dirt floor, 
They're not just barely having one meal per day or no meal. They're not going barefoot because they can't afford shoes or suffering from malnutrition for lack of food or medical care. But there are many people in the world, to, the, to most of the world, we're living an amazing dream lifestyle. And there are billions of people on the earth who would just be happy to trade places with me or you in an instant, no matter how tough our lives are. Now, I'm not trying to minimize you know, people's difficulties, but it, we need to shift again looking at what do we have and be ble- feel you know, grateful for those blessings, be grateful for what we have, which starts to flow the energy again and brings, starts attracting more to us. And we just get out of this victimhood. You know, victimhood is one of the most dangerous things, in, as far as I'm concerned, that we could ever experience in life. Because once you're in this victim consciousness, it's like you have no power. You can't do anything. It's always someone else who's doing something to you. It's a total non-recognition of the power within you. The power in you is greater than any power outside of you. We just have to tap it and bring it forth. So bottom line, shifting our minds, you know, you might feel trapped, you might feel discouraged, you can't feel like you can't do anything about it, but you can. You can appreciate what you have. And again, that gratitude. And, you know, sometimes people tell me, well, you know, I'm stuck in this job. I hate this job. I don't, you know, I want out of it. How do I get out of it? It just, you know. And I said, well, you know, there is an alternative. There is a, there's something you can do. You could love what you're doing. Give yourself to it fully, whatever that is. Whatever the role is, whatever job you have, whatever's going on in your life, give yourself to it, love it, and the energy and things open up, start to open up for you. It's, we just have to really appreciate that the key is within us. It, it really is all about what we do, what we put out there that's going to make the change. And there's so many examples of people in their lives, and I'm sure all of us have examples too, where you overcome, you just quit a pattern. You know, sometimes old patterns will come up, whatever our patterns are. And I mean, I'll just say, Nancy, we're not going there. We're not going there. We're not going to revolve that thought pattern anymore. We're not, you know, we're just not going to do that. And we're done, you know, and we're going to do something else. And you really can. That's, again, the power of decision. I mean, seriously, you can choose something and make it happen pretty much instantly when it comes to your attitude and how you are perceiving life. So it's very important to shift our thinking Look at how, how are we rich, how, not just financially, but what, do you have a good relationships? Do you have health? Are you living your passion? What are you doing? And whatever it is, you can love it. And I mean, literally love it, give yourself to it. And it transforms when you change everything around you changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't your relationship to everything around you, you can't change somebody else and make them think the way you want them to think or feel the way you want to think or, you know, take your, your position on something. It just doesn't work that way. So that's a very, very important point. And then 
examining your belief system, again, talking about going back and looking at, okay, what did my folks, did they talk about money? Was that a non-subject? You know, I mean, just literally, I mean, I, I walk people through in the book, but just literally go through that, your life, and start to look at what what thoughts do I have about money? What did I hear? The money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, all these different things. And you can change, literally write down and change those thoughts and those beliefs. And then there's other, you know, ways of just dealing with um, raising your vibration to a point where you step into, as I was talking earlier, into the vibration that you want, the belief system that you do want. First is recognition, and second is then shifting vibrationally. Everything, it has to happen vibrationally, or it's just sort of uh, empty thoughts or words. And, and, and here's, a, here's one example about a belief system that you may not even be conscious of, and then these are things that we look at. There's a family member that I have that, you know, it's very positive, healthy, very good, whatever. But when this person gets around the family, all of a sudden, I'm, I've observed there's just this this shifting because some of the relatives are having some physical issues. Pretty soon, this person is is starting to get into this whole vibration with them, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow. I mean, I didn't notice it the first time, but I mean. After so many times, you start to you really see a pattern, and it it has to do with something you know in that person's background and psychology from their their family when they're not really uh, they're not that kind of a person at all outside of that family circle. So these are just things you know that um, you can start to try and observe about yourself, and taking that step back. And observing yourself, basically observing your life, observing what what is there, and then making a conscious choice to change. Now, not everything happens in an instant. You know, things do have to (laughs) unfold, and we don't overcome uh, a lifetime of a pattern just in a minute, but it can happen. I'm not saying you don't, but it doesn't always happen that way. So we have to be diligent. We have to work with that inner child, like we're saying. It, it's a lifetime uh, of, of growing until you do get to a point where you, you have a certain integrity and you know, congruence within your being, and then you can, you know, life becomes a little easier. <laughs> so, okay. And then the moving out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I wrote, in fact, I wrote that down when you said that, the comfort zone. I, when we want to encourage someone else to move out of their comfort zone, I think of my 16-year-old son <laughs> who, who has an enormous, I should say, a very small comfort zone. He doesn't step out of that very much. How do we encourage someone else to step out of their comfort zone? Well, it kind of depends on the person, of course, and where they are. But one way is to... What are their goals? You know, do they have goals? I mean, if they don't have any goals, that's that's tough. Then it's kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if there's something they want or they have a goal or they'd like to do this or like do that, you know, it could be simple. It could be a little mm-hmm. with a teenager. I mean, it could be just simple. 
<laughs> you know, like sure, the, sure. the goal for the next short term here, for, you know, next week or something, <laughs> whatever, you know, it takes. And to, but I find the best way is to ask questions of the person, you know, asking them questions. Um, like, well, let's say, for instance, like you're coaching somebody rather than telling them or even suggesting that they step out of the, you don't have to deal with it, like step out of your comfort zone. It's kind of like, okay, oh, that's great. You want to do that. Oh, I'm all supportive of it. You know, so what, let's look at this. What is, what is the first step toward doing that? What do you think you'll have to do to make that happen? And then people start to think different, different things now, somebody might say, well, I know I should do this, but, oh, God, I'm scared. You know, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, then, then you talk about um, fear. Fear is an interesting dynamic. And, you know, nothing more to fear but fear itself. You know, there's nothing. I mean, I, I totally believe that because fear mm-hmm. can be so debilitating to us. But that's what it's like face face it and do it anyway um, because i mean you want to get on the other side of it i mean i had an experience when i was um younger when i was a kid i had a horrible experience in the dental chair and oh. uh, i mean that you know it was awful i mean I, I had so much pain i said i'm never going to the dentist again and i didn't for like 11 years and then i needed you know, I had a cavity coming up or whatever, and I really didn't, I still didn't want to go, but it was starting to hurt, so I, I needed to go. And so I was in meditation one day, and I was a young adult, and I, I was shown, okay, here's how you deal with this pain and your fear. You go to the dentist chair, visualize a spiral of energy slowly moving upward. And when the dentist puts the drill on your tooth, now this is assuming you don't have any numbing, you feel that pain and you move into it. You feel it like, like I'm going to feel this pain to the fullest, and then you move on the other side of it. You move above it, basically, on this spiral of energy. And so I was so convinced after that experience, I actually went to the dentist and I sat in the chair, and I told him, no, I don't want any Novocaine. And, it, and he said, that's a pretty deep cavity. You know, no, it's okay. So i relaxing, and I'm visualizing my spiral. And I did exactly that. I moved to the pain because, you know, it's pretty excruciating with a deep cavity. And I moved into it and moved right above it. And he did his whole work. And it's not numbing because I felt I could feel the pain, but I wasn't in it. I wasn't, it wasn't my reality. I wasn't standing in it. And so I was above it, but I, and I could feel what was going. So that was a huge lesson for me with fear and pain is to move through right. it. Don't resist. What you resist persists. And the more you resist the pain, even in the dental chair, the worse it is. And right. so yeah. yeah. So that was a big lesson for me. And so in, 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 in life, just when there's an issue, when there's a problem, there's a fear, 
There's whatever, move through it, move into it, move into it and go to the other side. And then you see the reality. You see it from a different perspective. Go to the, go above it more or less. So I always, I do recommend that to people and people I coach and work with because it's a powerful thing. I'm not recommending people go to the dentist and not take, you know, (laughs) I'm not recommending that. I'm I'm just saying that was, uh, you know, something I experienced and I, I believe it's, it can be useful for people, but it does take courage to do that. And that is moving out of your comfort zone for sure. So Mm -hmm. I think, trying to question people and help them see a vision and then help them take the steps toward it many times will help them get out of their comfort zone. Sure. Well said. Uh, Nancy Showalter, once again, certified law of attraction, life coach and spiritual mentor. Nancy, how do we get more information about you and uh, get a hold of your book? Well, they can go to my website, nancyshowalter.com. Everything I have there. In fact, I actually give away uh, an electronic copy of my book. So they could get that free. And I have a couple other little things. And then I also have some products and things they can look at. And all they can get to all of it, the podcast, everything on nancyshowalter.com. Okay, excellent, right. nancyshowalter.com. Uh, one more thing I wanted to ask, what is the Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast? What does that focus on? <laughs> well, that focuses on <laughs> spiritual concepts that maybe people haven't thought about and also uh, teachings from Ascended Masters and their consciousness and some of the revelations that have come forth in the last couple of centuries um, from masters through, well, started with the Blavatsky movement, the I am movement, and, and moved on from there. And uh, understanding different concepts that people, looking at, looking, even looking at everyday uh, issues, whether it's mm-hmm. abortion, all these different things, from a spiritual perspective, not in a judging moral perspective, but let's look at it from a spiritual perspective. And so, that's kind of what that's all about. Okay, interesting. Nancy Showalter, folks, uh, again, take a look at her website, nancyshowalter.com. Uh, Nancy, this was, uh, this was wonderful. Thank you very much for your time. Well, you are so welcome, and thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Wow. Okay, you have a good wonderful. night. Thanks, Nancy. Okay, Nancy Showalter. Uh, so, Tamara, what do you think of all that? <laughs> what she said uh, oh, has some rings of no, truth to she it. Was, she was lovely. Oh, absolutely. You know, and she she got through a lot. You know, I know a lot of callers were saying, "How do I attract my soulmate?" Um, so we'll have to have her on again. <laughs> she was fantastic. I loved her, loved her energy, and I loved how she, you know, just really brought it with um, so much stuff we've heard, but I don't think we can ever hear it enough especially right now, you know, it's like we watch the movie, the secret, we read the books, but you know, we've kind of been shaken off of our, you know, vibrational pedestal, so to speak. So we, I think we're all kind of going through some, some wake up calls to what we've been programmed to believe. And uh, I I know myself, I I have, but just when I thought I had figured them all out, I'm definitely, you know, it's interesting. She brought up the topic of, when 
when a certain person comes back to, you know, when, when you're with, you are the vibration you keep. And, you know, sometimes it's just as empaths, we do step into other frequencies and we kind of take those beliefs or thoughts on unknowingly, you know, it's just, it's just kind of the empath way. So to be aware of that, um, I, I love that point she made about being aware that you are in control of your thoughts and feelings. You know, nobody else yeah. is. So I really yeah. love that aspect, and she really brought that home. So I'm definitely going to be checking out her stuff and free ebook. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you for that. I I was thinking <laughs> I, I wrote I wrote this down when she mentioned it that n- nobody else can can make you think a certain way. I, I think of all the the domestics I handled in those 15 years as a as a cop, and so many times. I would hear, usually from the male, you know, who was the aggressor in, in the circumstances, she just pushes my buttons. She knows how to push my buttons. She knows how to get me mad. She just did that to, to get me mad. And I, I always wanted to say, well, don't get mad. It, <laughs> I mean, that's right, easier, said right. than, easier said than done. Oh, but Passion are, you know, very common, obviously, when there's so much passion and hurt and pain when love ends or, you know, when there's betrayal. So, yeah, it goes both ways. That's for sure. Um, but that, that, that's that hard thing. We, we can attract when, but when relationships, you know, people's wounds come to the surface, which many times they do, uh, that's when, that's when the police get called. Right. So, yeah, we are definitely having to learn to lick our wounds and be responsible for what we attract over and over again as, you know, that's where we're here for school to learn of how, you know, what is in our consciousness that we attract, you know, where, where did it get in there? So definitely, I think we're all working on ourselves these times or we wouldn't be doing such interesting shows to be of assistance. So great show tonight, Ryan, as usual, you booked a fantastic guest. Oh, she was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to just with about two minutes we have left here, boy, this hour went fast. Only two minutes left. Oh my to go. gosh! Um, I was all ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the last couple of minutes here, Tamara, you uh, have got some things going on on Friday and Saturday nights right here for anybody who's in the Wisconsin, uh, in northern Wisconsin area. Yes. What's going on? Yeah, social distance event. Uh, Govin's Farm. It's a corn maze. I'll be doing intuitive psychic readings. Last weekend, I did mostly medium the whole time. Talk about the laws of attraction. I worked with mainly nurses. Of all the readings, most of them were nurses at a, at a oh. yeah, it's something fun, being a certified hypnotherapist and a psychic medium. You know, this time of year, the veils are very thin, and we use this as a wonderful opportunity. We, as light workers, as grid keepers, have worked at paranormal places all over the country, learning how to clear these grids and stuff. So we have a lot of spiritual, you know, paranormal-type um information that that were of assistance so i'm very excited about nancy's show it sounds very esoteric and spiritually minded for the politically incorrect i love that <laughs> we're all expanding sure. we're all expanding so sure yeah go so friday in menominee wisconsin yep friday and saturday. In menominee. friday and saturday nights and it's a it's a corn maze and uh you, there's a scary it's and a not so scary version Yep, there's two, I believe there's, you know, there's pumpkins, there's wagon rides. Um, get there roughly, I mean, round six. Okay. 
Okay, excellent. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tamara. We will do it again on Thank Wednesday. You. My guest my guest will be Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh. We'll talk about the Shroud of Turin. That's coming up on Wednesday. Then on Friday, David Oates, Reverse Speech. That's coming up on Friday on the Ryan Lindsay Show. Hope to hear from you then. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to The Ryan Lindsay Show. Visit RyanLindsayShow.com for more information. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.